Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So today's episode, I will be speaking with Crystal Dent. She is the owner of KMD Beauty. So Crystal and I, we go back, gosh, maybe 12 years. She is such a special person in this industry, and I would love to share her with you all. She is going to talk about beauty and makeup and hair and she's going to give you a lot of tips about how to prep your hair and skin for your wedding day. She's even going to go into a little bit of what the trends are and the other thing that we're going to talk about in this episode is day of and a little bit about how the trials help your day of hair and beauty. So I am so excited to share my conversation with you all with Crystal Dent. Well, hello, Crystal. Hi, Sarah. Well, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have you. Uh, for our listeners, just so you know, I've known Crystal forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what? We were just trying to figure out that out. Like, when did we meet? I, I don't know. I want to say it was at some bridal show. I'm thinking Newport or something. Right. And like, how many years ago? Well, I was at Calma for 11, so about that whole time. So we're going back like 11, 12 years ago? Yep. Wow. My girl. Yeah, you're my girl. <laughs> I got to say, the last time I saw you, I did your headshot, which we'll have on the blog notes. Yep. But that's not the first time I've had the honor of photographing you. No. I have photographed you so many times. Yep. And, and every time I photograph you, your look is different. So yes. you're doing the right thing. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> um, but no, I'm really excited to have you because, so for the listeners, basically... We're going to talk all about hair and makeup and beauty today, Perfect. but I have listened to you all. I get so many people writing into me, telling me that one of their favorite episodes was another episode that we had another makeup artist on. So clearly you guys want to hear from the makeup artists these days, yes, right? Yes, love it. Cool. So before we kind of dive into what we're going to chit chat about and give everybody tips and tricks... Can you tell our listeners who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Sure. My name is Crystal Dent. Um, I am a bridal hair and makeup artist, but I also offer colors and cuts in my studio. I just opened my studio a little over a year ago. It's located in Warwick off Route 2. It's called RGE. So we have a lot of clothing in the store from all over the country, as well as a cafe, and then all the hairdressers that work inside. Do you really? Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been to your salon. Yeah, you should come in. It's awesome. I'm, I'm going to totally come in. Yeah, you can come have lunch, look at the clothes, and then I can give you a blowout. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Look at you. Yep, I I'm love so it proud there. of you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I am going to go and check that out. You should. I will. <laughs> 
So can you tell everybody about how you kind of got to your own salon? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was working at Kalma Salon in Cranston for about 11 years after I graduated Tony and Guy. And my the owner at the time, Denise, really helped me and guide me through, you know, the whole hair and makeup and skin thing, starting from basically after two years of college after high school. I feel like you're starting very young and just kind of took off from there. And I started on commission for eight years and then finally became a renter. And now I have my own studio. I love it. Well, I want to ask you a quick question about your salon because sure. I'm going to definitely go and visit. Tell me a little bit about what the difference is there, like with your salon versus a regular salon setting. So usually a regular salon setting is you'd walk through the door and usually there'd be stations like right next to each other and yeah. a bunch of mirrors and just stylists side by side. But the difference is, is when you walk into RGE, the first thing that you see is like all the rooms which are like on the perimeter of the building and each stylist rents their own studio. And then in the middle is all the clothing from all different countries. And then in the middle, you also have your cafe to have lunch. I love it. Mm -hmm. What a trendsetter. Yeah. What made you want to get into beauty? Well, I've always liked it ever since I was younger. I feel like it's kind of like a natural kind of hidden talent almost. I used to put makeup on my papa when I was little. So that's kind of how it started. <laughs> um, and I just always loved it. I mean, what girly girl doesn't love anything beauty, right? Absolutely. Hence why you're here. Exactly. Like everybody, you all <laughs> want to hear about the beauty. So I promise we'll get into it. But exactly. before we do, can you tell me a little bit about like what your favorite part is? Sure. My favorite part is probably bridal. I have to say, I love being a part of people's special day and, you know, being on the knot, I feel like that wedding website really helped me launch my career all right crystal let's just get into it sure let's do it all right i'm really curious about what are looks like what looks are popular right now and what's on trend what are you seeing a lot of you mentioned that one of your favorite things is bridal so let's just talk about bridal sure all right so i would say one of the most popular well i'll start with hair first so one of the most popular trends that i'm seeing right now is the pearl trend so either you do a Hollywood wave look or an updo or a half up, half down style. And people are adding pieces of pearls, all different sizes, and gluing them in different areas of the hair. And it just looks so classy and beautiful. I love that. That is my favorite right now. And you can also check out a few of those styles on my page. You know what we're going to do? I'm going to have you send me some of those. Sure. And like pictures. And what I'll do is for the listeners, I'll put it in our show notes. So that way you can see what Crystal's talking about, and then I'll also direct them to your website awesome. so they can see that. Perfect. So let's go back to that. So I saw a ton of trends last year with the braids. Mm -hmm. Is the braids still here? Or yes. Or are they fading out? The braids are still here. I feel like they will forever be here. Boho is also a favorite style of mine. Okay. Loose, romantic, trendy, and bohemian. So that's a perfect style for a wedding, whether it's a bride or a bridesmaid. So you're seeing people, instead of putting a lot of flowers in their hair, they're replacing it with the pearls. Yep. I love that. I love it too. And what do you do? You just glue it? Yep. You glue it. Use a little bit of eyelash glue. It's awesome. Okay. So we're going to have to put that up. Mm -hmm. So that, okay, so that's hair. Yep. What's the trend for the makeup? So trend for the makeup, I'd say, is more natural. Um, I do get a lot of looks that are like really dewy and glowy on the skin, but more of a natural eye, maybe a little shimmer, and obviously a little lash and liner just takes it over the top. But lashes and liner definitely makes it like an eye opener, and it's really great for photos. That actually was going to be my next question was mm -hmm. if you tend to see people want more of a dramatic look or more of a natural look? Definitely natural for bridal because it does start mostly in the daytime when you do get your photos done. So you don't want to look too overdone or like you're going out for a night out with your girlfriends. I feel like those looks are a little bit different than bridal. So as far as the makeup goes, what type of makeup do you use? 
I do airbrush too and yeah I do a mix of both I usually stick to traditional just because I feel like you can give that airbrush look with a beauty blender like a damp one Um, and then that kind of gives the foundation like a velvety finish so I do love that but airbrush is great as well it's also waterproof and doesn't move so that's always nice too so that's with like the pros and the cons like what are the pros and the cons of natural versus the airbrush um, no, I think the only difference would be the airbrush is kind of sprayed out of a little gun, but I feel like it gives the same effect. And you can also use waterproof products with regular makeup. So. Oh, so really it's not any different at the actual product. It's, it's just, just the, the way, pers- it, the way it's applied. Interesting. Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Is there certain, you know what I get a lot of people asking me is they always ask me like, should I stay away? This is minimal makeup. Like that is such a wise, like a wise tale, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yep. because I they th- so. say that that the flash, like that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They they ask me, should I stay away from mineral makeup because of the flash? And I say, no, I, I don't see any difference. Why is that out there? I feel like if you don't layer and you just want to put, like for example, bare minerals, they have the mineral veal powders and all that, the foundation powders. I feel like you want to stay away from just that because it might look a little funny and flashy on camera. So that's when the layering is very important. You want to make sure your skincare is on point. You want to make sure that your primer is good, and then you go in with your foundations and stuff like that. And powders usually last. That's what's going to keep everything intact and not move and make you shiny. Okay, that makes sense because I mean, there are times when I do see, you know, when it comes to the flash, like a little bit of, I guess it's like a whiteness that's yes. happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's. But it I could just be a little bit too much concealer and highlighter under that, so that could be the reason. I, I feel like say, I don't feel like it's mineral. I just feel like because I've asked people because I've heard that wise tale, and I'll say to the makeup artist like, "Are you using mineral makeup?" They're like, "No," but I'll see it on the person. So it's it's mm-hmm. more of the application. Yeah, definitely. Than the wise tale. Definitely. Got it. <laughs> well, then that actually leads me to my next question, which you mentioned a little earlier about like prep and mm-hmm. how do you prep for your skin? Yep. What what is some advice and tips that you can tell our listeners about? prepping their skin leading up to their big day definitely definitely start getting into facials maybe like a few months before it's so part like so important I can't stress it enough that's one of my favorite things to do and I don't even wear makeup but it just gives you like glowing glowing skin and you know you're getting your pores cleaned out and stuff so it just makes your makeup look and go on better you see such a difference such a difference really yep and also dermaplaning is a great tip too it takes off the dead skin and peach fuzz on your face so that that way It's like a little razor, and it scrapes off everything. Obviously, you want to make sure you're going to an esthetician that can service that. You don't want to just go to anybody. Um, And that just helps make everything go smoother. And then in your photos, you won't have like, you know, as women, we all have a little blonde fuzz on our face. You know, you don't really want to see that in your photos. So it's just an extra step for the skincare. How about hair? What do you suggest that people do for prepping of their hair leading up to their big day? Well, depending on what kind of hair you have, I feel like more curly, coarse, thick hair can get away with not washing for one or two days. But if you have thinner, fine hair, usually I work better on clean hair, so I suggest that they either wash it the night before or morning of. It's just not wet, obviously. So basically, because I've heard some people say to to have not clean hair so yep. just basically that you suggest asking their stylist which they prefer because you prefer clean hair yes exactly every stylist is different but i have noticed that if people leave it too greasy or too oily it makes the curls fall and it does not stay especially if they want it down interesting yep i got a question for you yeah 
what is like the do you is there like a certain star that you see people bring like I'm sure that they have their inspiration pictures is there like a certain star that people are saying I want to look like this or I want to mimic this I definitely think for a full glam bride I usually see a lot of Kim Kardashian pictures I mean they're all beautiful who doesn't want to look like them (laughs) you're still seeing the Kim huh yeah Kim always I feel like like this is she's been on point for years she always has the best makeup if you like that type of look it's definitely beautiful but I think you got to have the right face and tone and everything to pull it off because like I said you don't want to look too dark in your wedding photos you're supposed to be bright and beautiful so you see a Kim how about the hair for hair, I want to say I don't really see too many celebrities. It's more like Pinterest pictures, stuff like on Instagram. Usually the back of the head, they never show you the front. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. What we'll do too is um, later in this segment, we'll talk about trials and how to prep for trials. I can okay. I, I have a gazillion questions for you about that. Yep. But it's funny, you always just see the back of the person's head. Remember like back in the day, I mean this is going back, back, back in the day. Um, everybody wanted to be Jennifer Anderson. Yeah. Do, do you remember that? Like everybody's like that. I, I just remember I was young, but I remember always seeing everybody like with like the same cut, the same color. Yeah. Her color's always been on point. Still. Mm-hmm. So you, who who do you see now? Like 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 as far as not even just wedding, like in general, does anybody tell you a certain star or like you know there was used to be the, the um, not used to be but everybody wanted like the curtain bangs. Like I'm just curious of like what styles and trends you're seeing right now for the hair. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, to be honest. I'm putting you on the spot. No, to be honest, I see a lot of trends on TikTok, and it's not even from celebrities. It's just from, like, either random stylists all over the world or just, like, these little, these little teenage girls now that have just taken over, like, the platform and are making so much money for doing all these trends. So, basically, you answer my question. It's no longer stars. Like, Hollywood's yeah. not leading the, the industries anymore. Nope. It's half and half, I think, honestly. Yeah. You know what? Because I've, I've had, like, seen a lot of people say that to me and heard that. I mean, with wardrobe and you know we had someone on the show talking about tuxedos and they're saying the same thing it's not Hollywood driving it all anymore I mean like you said half and half but it's a lot of like these no-namer video TikTok people yeah if I did have to mention someone that comes to mind Blake Lively really she's definitely popular as far as like the blonde and some of her makeup looks she's very beautiful so she's on trend there you go So, Crystal, there has to be some other little tips that you can do to prep your skin. Oh, for sure. And and your hair. Definitely, definitely. I definitely have a few hidden tricks up my sleeve. So, I uh, besides facials and skincare, um, you know, you can definitely do some masks, stuff like that. The under eye patches are really nice. Um, I always say, like, teeth whitening. Don't forget to do that. You know, treat yourself for a little half hour, you know, the day of. Um, also, ice rollers. Oh. Takes away puffiness. If you look tired, you can get them on Amazon. You keep them in the fridge or the freezer, and you put your skincare on. You just roll those babies around your face, and that really gives you like an uplifting, like nice glow. Ice rollers. Yeah, so those are really cool. I love those. Is there any like thing that people should eat or stay hydrated or anything? Definitely about hydration their diet? is key because hydration, you know, shows through the skin. That's definitely number one. And I mean, diet, I feel like everyone's different. I feel like you can't really force people to like take that leap unless they want to. But you know, just try to eat clean so your skin looks clean. That's what I would say. Perfect. I love it. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break. And then when we get back, I kind of want to get into a little bit about trials. Yeah. And then maybe day of wedding tips. Let's do it. Perfect. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast 
wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcast. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So right before the break, we were talking with Crystal a little bit about prepping your skin and getting ready for your big day and some trends that she's seeing out there. But I kind of want to get into trials now. So day of, right? So before we get into day of stuff, let's talk about trials. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about a trial, how it works, how you do a trial with the pros and cons? Just talk about trials in general. Sure, yeah. So I definitely suggest a trial before your big day just to see, you know, what kind of styles you want. If you want to try more than one, it's good to definitely do that beforehand, whether it's a few months beforehand or a few weeks. Some people do it a year in advance, but it's definitely good to see like how you would want something. I mean, I do have brides that are from out of state and can't make it for a trial. So that does happen as well, where they just kind of put all their trust in me on the day of. So that has happened as well. Um, usually for hair and makeup, it takes about like two hours for the trial between both. And we just kind of run through whatever inspirations they have on their phone or pictures that they printed out. And some people charge for their trials. Some people don't. Um, I definitely do. It doesn't come, you know, with the contract or anything. It's always separate. Um, so that's the way that I do it, but everyone's different. As far as the trial goes, I'm sure because it's an extra expense, you know, people probably wonder, can I get away without doing one? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I definitely have had that happen. And what and do you tell people? I just tell them it's really up to them, whatever they're comfortable with. You know, if they've looked at my work and they feel pretty confident that I can achieve and that, you know, I'm a good fit for them, then that's awesome. And, you know, I take it with a lot of gratitude and it's very exciting to get that honor. So then you don't feel like you need to have a trial. No, I mean, it's either or, I feel. At a trial, though, is there certain dynamics that come up? Do people bring certain people that are helpful or not helpful? Like, whatever, what do you see that, you know, you can kind of leave our listeners with as far as, like, what a trial, like, what they should be getting out of their trial, who they should be bringing? It's definitely 50-50. I feel like I do have some mom and bridesmaids that are very, like, encouraging and just kind of support the bride with whatever she does or decides. But I also have had family members and friends that are the opposite and are like, oh, well, you know, don't you want this? Or why don't you do your hair like that? Or have your makeup like this? Or add more lashes? And you can kind of tell that the bride gets a little, like, uncomfortable. But then that's why I'm there to kind of just reassure her that, it's going to be fine. Try not to like listen to everybody around you because you want to feel your best self on that day. And the only person that's going to feel that confident is you. So you kind of have to like tune it out, tune out the chitter chatter so about maybe, what other people want for you. So maybe like a little takeaway would be like, be careful, not be careful. Think about who you should bring exactly. if you even want to bring anybody. Exactly. Because really it's, it's you and their time together to figure out what's going to work. Exactly. It can get a little nerve wracking when they try to bring like, you know, more than one person, but you kind of just roll with it and make sure everyone's happy and confident. Do you feel that people hold back at their trials? Sometimes, but I feel like that's my job to kind of break the ice and make them feel like secure and that they can trust me. So Crystal, what are some things that people could think about when they are going to their trial and what they should be getting out of their trial? Definitely, you know, before you come to your trial, definitely have your inspiration photos ready. I always recommend a little hairpiece or a comb or even a veil. Just that extra something looks really great in photos. 
Um, so I always recommend that. Um, you definitely want to get the most out of your trial. So like I said, come prepared, clean hair, clean face, any questions that you may have for me. I'm just, I'm really there to be an open book for you and make you feel comfortable. So I also can't stress enough about like the tips for, you know, teeth whitening and making sure your skin looks good and also your hair, you know, always get a fresh color before your wedding so your photos look good. So, and, and like you said earlier, talk to your stylist to see if they prefer it to be clean hair. Exactly. Because some people work better with dirty hair, depending on, you know, what type of hair you have. And why do you say they can whiten your teeth? I mean, obviously the obvious, you have a nicer smile. Yeah, but definitely. But does it affect your makeup in any different way? or? I feel like, especially if you are on the tanner side and you choose like maybe like a darker lip color, I just feel like it makes your teeth pop more mm. rather than if you don't whiten, then they could look a little like... Not on the yellower side, but just kind of like on the darker side, right. which we don't want. We want you to have a beautiful, bright smile. Right. So I is, always recommend that. Is there certain lip colors that are better with certain teeth tones or no? Because I know there's certain shades of, of um, shadow that's better with eye yeah, colors. Yeah, I feel like you kind of have to see the person and just try a few things. You know, that's why it's also good at the trial to do a few different looks and try a few different things so people know exactly, you know what they want and how they feel comfortable. Do you tend to do that? Like, do you tend to do like one side one way, one side the other? Like, No, I usually face? never do that. I just go into full face and if they want to change the lip color a few times or add any more blush or anything to the eyes, then I just bump up when I'm done. I love it. Yeah. So speaking of trials, that leads into the day of. So once you do a trial with somebody mm -hmm. and you figure out the look that they're going for, what happens now the day of? Like, how does it work for your end as far as how many people do you need? I mean, is there a certain, is there like a formula? Like, how many people do you need for like a certain size bridal party? Or is there like, is there a formula for people who start thinking about timelines, basically? But, yes, there is a formula, definitely, um, based on their bridal party and how many they have. So that's basically what you go off of. So I can handle up to about, 10 to 12 on my own, but that would just be for either hair or makeup. It wouldn't be both. So then I would hire out somebody else to do, you know, the opposite service of what I'm doing because I do do both. So I can kind of choose like which one I want to do. So I kind of do it like that. I always, the number one question, I'm not even kidding. The number one question that I get from my couples is they ask me, when do I need to be ready by? Because mm -hmm. my hair and makeup stylist wants to know. Yep. And like that opens up like, literally a domino effect because I you know I have to ask them what type of questions they not questions sorry I have to ask them questions like what, what type of pictures do you want are we doing pictures before I mean mm -hmm. it, 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 who's gonna be in your pictures because then I need to figure out like when they need to be ready right but it's funny because a lot of the times I don't need the rest of the bridal party mm -hmm. um all at once I really at least for me so for the listeners talk to your photographer figure out who they need because yep. I know a lot of times I tell my couples, I only need you and whoever's putting you in your dress. Because mm -hmm. not all seven people are putting the bride into their dress, exactly. right? So a lot of times, at least with my couples, sometimes the hair and makeup artist comes in and they're done before I show up. And sometimes they start working on other people in the bridal party and, mm -hmm. they, and they finish the bride at a certain time. Does yep. that make sense? Yeah, like, definitely. So, I mean, at least... I guess what I'm trying to say is a lot of people ask me when do they need to like be ready by and that's like a great question but yep. I always tell them it's it's not only when do you need to be ready by it's also when the rest of the people because just because you need to be ready at a certain time normally before the rest of the bridal party mm -hmm. doesn't mean everybody else does and a lot of times I find that 
the um the the it's either it's either the makeup and hair artist telling them or they feel like they should go last so they could be fresh mm-hmm. and i always say sometimes it doesn't work that way in the timeline like you have to be like sometimes in the middle because as everybody else is getting ready i need to get p- photograph you physically like getting into your dress yep. and taking pictures of just you and that takes a lot of time so the hair and makeup artist can be working on the other girls mm-hmm. when that's happening right yeah. so then they say well then and then i say to them then before they leave they could just do a quick little lip touch up or whatever they need to do Mm -hmm. so I was just curious of like how does that affect you because that's what I tell people but how does it affect you on your end like I said I think it's different for each bridal party some are smaller than others some are bigger but if you you know have contact with a photographer I think it's definitely good to try to coordinate if you can that way you don't run into any issues but usually most of the time I do take my brides last and I've never had an issue of running late or, you know, causing conflict with the photographer because like I said, I'll try to like coordinate beforehand just to make sure things run smoothly. But usually there's always something that happens. Nothing really like runs that smoothly with time, whether someone has a baby and they're going to be late or they, you know, they their flight got delayed or something like that. So I feel like there's always something funny that kind of happens. So you just kind of go with the flow. So you do take the bride last. You I try do, to. I do Why? usually. Tell me. Yes. Give me the scoop on this. Well, because I do want them to look the freshest. the freshest. I mean, if, you know, she's like running around the room, even though she shouldn't be, or like going to let people in or like chasing around the flower girl or something, like you're going to get a little sweaty and like things are going to fall and not like stay like as they should. So I want sense. her to just be like sitting pretty ready to put her dress on and ready for the photographer to take her where she needs to go. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So then a lot of times, like that's probably why they always say to me, they're like, our makeup artist wants us to go last. So I say, okay, well, this is when you need to be ready. Sometimes they're still doing other girls, depending if it's a larger bridal party. Yeah. And sometimes they're done and it's her. She's last. But it is important to connect with your photographer and connect with your stylist. Definitely. Definitely. Is there anything that you find like... Okay, so a pain point for me, I'm just going to throw it out there, Yeah, is I always tell my couples, whatever your stylist says, as far as like the, t- the timeline goes, add on an extra 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. For some reason, I just find, I don't know if it's nerves with the bride, but they just take longer mm-hmm. the day up in the chair. And I and I find it's, it's not the style, it's them. It's them fussing with themselves and yeah. them looking. And like, obviously, it's a very important time. Yeah, of course. So I tell them to like add on like 10, 15 minutes because for me, the biggest pain point is if you're running late in that chair, mm-hmm. your entire, it's like a domino effect. Your yeah, entire day runs exactly. late. Exactly. So how, what's like, how do you prep for that? I try to time out at least a half hour for touch-ups. So that oh. way, you know, no one runs late. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely take pride in never running late for a wedding. So. So that's your little tip. Yep. So for the, uh, for the listeners out there, if you're working, obviously if they're working with you, it's mm-hmm. already in there. But if you're working with a stylist, maybe talk to them yeah. about Adding some time in for those touch-ups. Definitely. Touch-ups, you got to get in your dress. Maybe you want to take a few robe photos, but then you're not even in your dress yet, so you got to give time for that. I feel like every wedding party is different. You kind of just have to take it as it comes. Absolutely, but I think that's a huge nugget. Yeah. Is that build in and talk to your stylist about the touch-up time. Communication is key. Awesome. I love it. You know, I got a question. What is like the trend product right now? Totally changing the subject on you, but is there like a certain... Uh, beauty product out there whether it be for your hair or for your makeup that you just love for hair I gotta say I'm an Olaplex girl all the way I affiliate for them I'm part of their program I use it in my color all my clients are on it for their at-home regimen it's just my favorite 
I love it. It's a strengthening, repair, and bonding system. So it helps with growth. It helps with breakage. It helps with split ends. It gives shine to your hair. It gives body and volume. It's just wonderful. Can you tell our listeners where they can get this? Yeah, you can get it at Sephora and I think maybe Ulta. And if not, you can get it on Olaplex.com or you can get it usually at any hair salon. And I also have it in my studio. Perfect. So if you're local, come check out your studio. Yeah, if not, for sure. You can go to the stores that you mentioned. Exactly. So tell me about the face. How about the makeup? So face, I want to say my favorite brand right now is probably Charlotte Tilbury. I Ooh, just love, I love how she caters to all skin types, all ages, even older women and just all of her skincare always always has well all of her makeup always has skincare in it so like her newest foundation it's called beautiful skin it has hyaluronic acid in it what woman doesn't love a little acid we all want to look younger right so that's my favorite go-to right now but she also has great blushes and contours and mascara everything is great a little pricey but good <laughs> well you know you get what you pay for right? exactly yes can we talk a little bit about tipping yeah let's do it so and also to fees. Is it customary to tip? Also to what percentage are you finding that is customary, if it is? And also to like who do you find covers the bill? Or if not, or do individuals pay? Like I'm just curious, the finance end. It definitely is customary to tip, as it should be, because we work so hard in what we do. And, you know, we're taking a lot of time to do it. Um, I, you know, I have had instances where they didn't. And you kind of just learn from it. You know, it, it sucks to feel that way but I started adding it into my total on my contract oh wow. got it so you it's so it's right on the contract so that's yep. a good thing too so if somebody's working with a stylist or, or makeup artist maybe check the contract see if it's already there yep exactly because you know say you have someone else working with you and like if you don't get tipped neither do they and you know you kind of feel bad for them because they're there helping you and they're taking their time out to like be with the wedding party so I started to add it because I did run into that a few times and it just makes you feel bad. So You know, some somewhere around the wedding industry and I and I looked it up, it was actually on the knot. I was finding as a photographer, I'm there with everybody mm -hmm. all day. Yep. And I was finding that people were tipping everybody around me, mm -hmm. right? And then they weren't tipping myself or Dan, yep. right? And I'll be like, what's happening? Like I see like the band being tipped and I see the makeup artist being tipped. I see, like sometimes I see like the bathroom attendant being tipped. And I'm like, why are we not being tipped? And like, I'd never expect it. Yeah. Your industry is a little bit more. I feel like people do like expect it more for you guys because it just, it is a service industry, but we are also. Of course. And, yeah. and so I don't expect it, but was, what was really kind of getting me was like everybody was being tipped around it. And, and then I, I posted on the, like a wedding forum board and it wasn't just, me it wasn't just Dan it was it was like a lot of photographers and even videographers so we actually did a google search and sure enough on the knot it lists all the percentages and what you should tip out and it says for video and photography it's usually discretion you don't have to tip I'm like what the heck like <laughs> which is fine I we do not expect anything ever to be expected to be tipped but it was interesting because you brought up something at least with me Sometimes they'll tip out my second shooter and they won't tip me out. And maybe because they think because I own the business, I get it. But you tip me. It goes to the staff too. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that because a lot of the times the staff sort of does expect to be tipped. So if I, at least with me, if I get tipped, it, it's divided evenly. Exactly. So it's the same thing with you, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. And what, so if you add it to your contract. I do. 20%. That's, that was what I was going to ask you. Yep. Like, for somebody who doesn't see in their contract, what is customary? 
I want to say anywhere between 15 to 20, 20%. I want to say, but yeah. I keep it at 20, you know, because that's, you know, what people deserve if they're providing a service. That's just what I think. And I, you know, I put it nicely on the price list and I just say added to your convenience. Yep. And obviously if somebody wants to give a little bit more, they can, but it's exactly. 20%. It's like you're saying it's like the standard across. Exactly. It's just something extra that they don't have to worry or think about on the day. How about paying? Who pay? Who are you seeing mostly pays for the services? Is it the individuals or is it the bride? I think it definitely switches up. Sometimes the moms take care of it. Sometimes the bride wants to pay for half of the services as a gift for their bridal party. I think it just all depends on your budget and what you can afford. And do you pay in advance? Um, I if somebody wants to, I accept it. But I kind of like to collect on the day. And what happens? Is there like a certain minimum? that you need for people when you come to that, like to come to someone's location? Is there a certain minimum amount of people? So here's the thing. I feel like some stylists have a minimum and some don't. I'm definitely one of those people that doesn't just because I love my job so much. Like I don't care if you're one person or 10 people. Like I just love to do bridal and so I'm going to be there for that one person or those 10 people. The reason why I was asking that is if you don't collect it in advance and let's say you get to the wedding and it happens and someone's decided not to get their hair and makeup done or they're sick and they can't make it it obviously doesn't affect you because you don't have a minimum but for people who do what happens in that situation usually in the contract it would probably state that they would still owe it you know backing out last minute it would be the bride's responsibility um which i also have you know in my contract too not based on a minimum but say like someone just backs out because they want to like that's unacceptable but like if they're sick or something that's different i would definitely like honor that so, you know, I think it's really important for people who are listening, if you are in a bridal party mm-hmm. and, you know, you decide for whatever reason or can't, sometimes it sounds like it is on the bride. So it might be a nice thing to do is to, to offer, to pay. Yeah. So that way it's not on the bride because it is on the bride sometimes. Yeah. It's just good to know. It's Definitely. nice to know how like, like, because we don't think about that. We just say, oh, we're not getting our hair and makeup done and maybe the bride doesn't want to say anything to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I would. Yeah. If I was a bride and one of my bridesmaids decided that they couldn't do their hair and makeup or didn't want to or whatever, I wouldn't tell them that it was going to come out of my pocket. So mm-hmm. it's nice if you guys are listening and you can't do it. If you're, in a, if you're in a wedding party and you can't get your hair and makeup done or last minute, sometimes it sounds like it's on the bride, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe talk to the bride and say, can I, can I pay for it? Yeah, definitely. All right, Crystal. So before we get into the wrap-up question, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with that like tips and tricks and things that they should think about? Yes. Well, I can't stress enough. Obviously, stay in touch with your stylist. Make sure you guys are on the same page about clean hair, dirty hair, clean face, all that teeth whitening, all that jazz. And then also as far as the schedule, you know, like I said, make sure you stay on top of that so you guys are on the same page. Um, Also, you know, think about the night before because we're doing all this prep leading up to the big day. But the night before, everyone tends to go a little wild and crazy and get too drunk. And, you know, we want you to look your best. And if you're dehydrated, then... That might not work out so well. So just want to make sure that you're taking all those steps to look your best on the big day. Yeah, what do you do? I mean, because it, I mean, honestly, it's, it's a very exciting time in someone's life. Of course. So whether they did have too much to drink the night before or just stress and they didn't sleep, what do you, like, what can you do? There's really not much you can do. I mean, you, you, we plan for all this. You do all the trials. You do all the facials. You, you do all the white and the other teeth. And then you know what? You, you walk in there. Like, maybe a little dehydrated because you drank too much or didn't yeah. really sleep very well. What do you do? I mean, if they're not feeling up to kind of, like, taking care of it themselves just because they're, like, past the point of, like, just being done with it, <laughs> I feel like it's my job to kind of go in there and be like, okay, 
Let's start with some water. I'm gonna give you a nice little lip mask. We're gonna do the under eye patches and a little face mask and you're gonna feel like a million bucks. So it's like, I feel like it's kind of like my job to like almost be like their friend in a way, but also as their style is just showing them how much I care and want them to look good. And also too, the reality is reality. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. Exactly. Magic and, you know, makeup and hair isn't like a magic wand. It only goes so far based on the prep that you give for us. So the better that you prep, the better everything's going to look. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So just think about the night before. Exactly. (laughs) Don't get too wasted. We don't want anyone throwing up. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Crystal, I don't want this to come to an end. I can sit here and talk to you all day long. (laughs) But we have to. So for our wrap-up question, right? What are some key points that brides should be asking their beauty and hairstylists when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is absolutely perfect? Well, first and foremost, I would say definitely communicate and coordinate schedule. You definitely want to know what time you're starting, what time you need to end. That's very important, especially if you're doing a first look and the photographer is coming a little earlier than the ceremony. You want to be prepared for that. So communication is key for sure. I would ask what products they use. I know different stylists, you know, use a variety of products based on, you know, what stores they go to, whether it's Sephora or Ulta. Um, So definitely if you have any allergies or sensitive skin, I would definitely inquire about what they use just to make sure you have no troubles on the day of. And lastly, I would also ask who and how many stylists they're bringing. Um, You know, if you have a bigger bridal party, you probably want two to three stylists or maybe even four, depending on the size, working on you guys to ensure that you guys get done on time. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me at 1775 Bald Hill Road in Warwick. It's off of Route 2, and the building is called RGE. For our listeners, we will have Crystal's information on our episode show notes, which you can find on our blog and our website page at sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. And Crystal, you'll have to send me those images of the pearls so I can put it on for everybody to see. I will. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.